how do things smell? What do they look like? And I try to make that moment as real for me as I possibly can, living in it, being in it. And when I wake up or open my eyes, I, I write that down on a note card saying, you know, on this day, let's say on April 27th, 2021, I am closing the door to my little tiny car, having packed all of my, all my things inside, just finishing my, my following year of school, having accomplished, you know, finished this film project, having become someone who's better at listening and loving other people, having enjoyed the relationships I had with my roommates, looking forward to becoming more creative. Welcome to the Empower, Create, Encourage podcast. You're here with me, Alessandra Guerra. <laughs> Hi, welcome. Today, I'm going to be interviewing the creative Andrew Sulia. I was so happy to have him join my podcast. I learned the importance of listening for healthy communication and techniques on how to build relationships with people that are currently in my life and people who I would want to be in my life. Let's take a look. I'm so glad you're on the podcast today. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. What creative projects are you working on right now? Ooh, that is, um, that's a really good question. With COVID, I mean, things have obviously been shifted around because I can't meet with people in person. But um, I'm currently working with an idea called Show and Tell, where I want to meet with um, artists. Because I'm, I'm really, what's amazing is when you get multiple artists to work on something together and bring together their skills. I just love seeing that. And so I wanted to kind of create a series of videos where I can kind of meet with other artists and we can show what they do. And if they can tell us a little bit about how to do it, like kind of small tutorials, but in a way that's lively and in a storytelling setting to kind of just help people who are watching these videos get creatively inspired to get new ideas that they can then like apply in their life and apply to their own art. So that's one idea that I'm... Um, currently undergoing, currently writing and trying to figure out how we'll uh, get this all done with COVID. That sounds incredible, actually. An artist came to mind. And I think the great thing is that this happened. Obviously, it's like sad that this even happened, but it's great that it happened at a time where technology is thriving and we have so many means and tools to be able to connect with people online. Oh, for sure. For sure. Making, having, you know, FaceTime calls and being able to text and send recordings back and forth to each other makes us a whole lot easier for sure it does can you imagine if we were back in the letter times where you just have to send like a horse or a pigeon or yeah. <laughs> look for my next pigeon within the next you know <laughs> 560 hours so i love i'm very excited to hear about that project and i i'm gonna be looking forward to seeing how that show and tell project goes so a question I had for you is, what is your purpose when you take on film projects? For your show and tell, what would be the purpose of that and other projects that you take on? Um, when I take on these film projects, I really want to, um, well, first off, it's, it's, it's a bit of like self-interest here. So I love to express myself, love to, um, I just feel like in film, I can, I can say things, I can do things that aren't, like I'm not worried about doing it like I sometimes am in person that I'm, I can be very open and I can also say things exactly how I want them. Cause sometimes in person, I don't say it right the first time. And so with film, I can, you know, you can do multiple takes and 
there's something special about being on set of a film where everyone is there. There's a certain energy, even if it is at 4 a.m. in the morning, there's still <laughs> this, this, this magic that's kind of happening of everyone kind of just being busy bees and just working and getting everything done. And you kind of get to have some, some real fun, some like, you know, you got to climb on top of towers just to set up a camera or, you know, run around holding a microphone, trying to just be a little tiny ninja while you're trying to get the audio, but not be in the shot. Um, and so honestly, some of my best friendships have developed from just film projects. So I, I love that. And I think those are the two things that really drive me, um, which is not so much the end product. I just really enjoy the process. That's so beautiful. I feel like the process of things is so important and it's the most beautiful part because it's a part that it's, it can be tedious, honestly. Like I feel like when I'm striving towards my goal, like writing the book and the podcast, the little everyday things can be tedious and monotonous, but the process of the journey is also beautiful. Mm-hmm. For you, what needs to happen when you, so when you take on a film project, what needs to happen for you to feel that it was successful? Ooh, actually, that's, that's a really great question. Um, for me, like my definition of success is, will those people that I'm working with, did they enjoy it? And are we going to keep going? Are we going to keep making more films together? That's what I love to see. Or, you know, did these, did, did people who are brand new to the crew, who are still kind of learning their trade, did they get better? Or do they feel inspired or did they kind of, you know, pass the entire time feeling like they were just maybe dragging down the team and feeling bad about themselves is I, I see a film as a success that way. And here's the thing is when people are having fun and they feel good while they're working, then the product turns out phenomenal and you can <laughs> watch that. And I mean, to be honest, we're, we're hobbyist filmmakers. We don't have big budgets and most of our stuff people will see, but like, it's not really not really going to go very, very far. We have hopes, but we, we at the same time, we know that. But when you watch that with your crew, when you watch that final product with the crew in there, and it's the first reveal, you can just remember all of the happy times or the stressful times. You can look back and laugh. And you can look back and, and like, it's, it's a way of, like, documenting our, our friendship. So really for this, me, those successful films are are ones where our relationships are strengthened by the end of the project. And hopefully people don't walk away saying, oh, well, I, I don't ever want to work with this guy again. <laughs> so if I'm understanding correctly, what you love about it is connecting with people and building the relationships with people. Yeah, that's the most precious part. So when you're talking, it sounds very empowering, this whole experience of people getting to be better, enjoying the process and feeling empowered. How has creativity empowered you? Ooh. Um. Well, first off, it has, it's given me a bit more direction in, in my life that, you know, beforehand, I used to think that I wasn't a very creative person, uh, um, as, as probably many, many other people who either listen to your podcast or other people will, will feel like they just don't feel very creative. They don't feel like they're good at writing or they're, they're good at, you know, um, anything. But as I've kind of, you know, just, just played with my creativity and and really let it flourish it helps me understand that i I, that we are creative people everyone's has creativity in themselves and that opened a whole door of possibilities career-wise in my life and i can kind of understand where where i want to go with this 
and just by having that clarity, I can see like where, like where where I want to go. That, like I I for a long time I wanted to do like, computer science and just just computer science, just the boring stuff, no creativity required. <laughs> um, but later on, I realized like no, like I I love film and I actually think that I can make a big impact in people's lives. Um, I don't know where I'll go, maybe marketing or making ads or helping companies communicate better or be more effective. But through through my creativity, that I have I have a valuable part to play in the world, sharing with with this creativity. And so I think that's a way that um, the creativity has definitely changed my life and made it um, definitely like made my my quality of life better, and I feel happier. I like that a lot. I like how you're talking about broadening the definition, because I feel like it's so easy to say I'm not creative. Like I can draw five things. I can draw a crab. I can draw a flower, a star, the sun and a heart. And I've always been like, no, I'm not an artist, Mm -hmm. but I like doing stuff on Canva and I like writing and I like talking. And so I love how you're challenging that definition and broadening the definition of creativity. I feel like a lot of times we limit ourselves by just defining something in one specific way in one little box and it limits us. So for Mm -hmm. you, have there been any limiting beliefs that you've had to challenge? Ooh, writing. For a long time, I felt like I was terrible at writing, mostly mostly because um, in elementary and middle school, I was terrible at spelling and handwriting. And so I'd write a paper and I'd always get poor grades on the paper because of my spelling and my handwriting, Uh, sometimes (laughs) grammar. And so growing up, because I'd always get these terrible grades in English, they would always tell me that like, I'm doing poorly in English. I just, I associated that with my creativity, and which was a lie, and that's false. Um, it took me a long time to realize that just because I had some spe- spelling mistakes and because my handwriting's not fantastic, I'm still a very creative writer. I still have a voice. I still have things to say. Um, but it honestly wasn't until I, I got into college that I realized that. And honestly, it's been very hard for me to break past that, to remind myself that I am a good writer um, and to really help help me believe that because of so many years of people telling me, well, like, well, you always make these grammar mistakes. But that's that's honestly irrelevant in creativity. So that's one thing that I've had to push past. I think everybody has things that they have to push past and I love something that I love doing lately is just challenging these limiting beliefs, these beliefs of I'm not enough or I'm not this because I don't fit this blank, this box or this very precise definition of things. So I love how you had to challenge that belief. And now you're like, hey, I am creative and I can write things and everything else is irrelevant. It's accepting you for the way that you are and respecting your creativity. Exactly. Precisely. Andrew, you've shared with me that money is not enough motivation to finish projects. Oh, no. But it's your desire to help people that moves you forward. Why is the message of people, not products, important to you? Ooh. Um, that's a, a really, really, uh, really, really deep question for me. Is that I just, fund, on a fundamental level, people are are all we really have in in society. Society is, is made up of people, right? And everything else is, is just a subset of that, is that when I, um, I work with businesses and I go to them, 
I realize that most businesses want money so that they can guarantee that their employees can have food, have shelter, so they can stay, they can be happy. Um, and so really when you, when you, when you think about it that way, that, you know, most of the world is, is, I mean, we're looking for it to help people. And when you look at it that way, you're so much more open to possibilities. You are more generous. Um, also you, you have more fun and it's, you have more joy. Honestly, joy doesn't, joy doesn't come from money. It really doesn't. But seeing someone who, who joined your crew and felt like they weren't doing a good job, and at the end, you can see their confidence, you can see a spark in their eyes, that right there is worth more than a million dollars. That is just a precious moment um, that builds the self-worth of them and at the same time makes, makes one feel really good and special and like that you can make a change in this world. And there's no amount of money that, that is, do that. That is so beautiful, Andrew. Thank you. As you were talking, I was thinking of right now we're in a very weird air space sure. worldwide, right? It's a, it's a worldwide pandemic. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of concern for how are people going to thrive financially? How are they going to survive? There's also a lot of beautiful things like unity. But I have a question regarding connecting with people and building relationships with people in two scenarios. One when you're living with someone and you can't go outside and get away by going to work or doing your normal activities, you're just kind of stuck in this place together. What is one way that you can connect with someone in that environment? Because I, I imagine things can get tedious. And another scenario, when you want to meet, say that you're single and you're in this pandemic alone and you want to meet more people, what's another way that you would advise people to meet someone? So two scenarios, one, when you're living with somebody, what's a good way that you can connect and then another scenario, if you're not living with someone and you want to connect with a new person, what's something you would advise for them to do to connect? Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'll start with what, when you're living with someone. Um, I'm very fortunate. I have, I have roommates and um, we've been able to, like, well, self-quarantine together. But it's so important to even then take time to get to know each other. Decide to spend time together right and make 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 an event out of it or a specific time that you're setting aside because otherwise it's just it's just too easy to just all to just be sitting on your own side of the couch we'll all be sitting on the couch together and no one say a single word sometimes mm -hmm. or we're all mm -hmm. in our laptops and yeah we're all we're all here and but when we decide like hey tonight will be we're gonna have a game night as roommates tonight at six then all of a sudden, people's minds that at six we're going to play a game, and you kind of get these these um, ideas flowing. And so when it comes six, you can actually sit down and play a game, and that makes the relationship so much more fun. Is that you you feel like you're doing stuff together. So actively do something to be together, even though you already are. It sounds contradictory, but <laughs> do something to be together. Um, when you're not, when you don't have someone in physical close proximity. Even still, um, I personally have actually joined more Facebook groups recently and have just I've been more active in comments and posts. Um, I've kind of started to develop relationships, but relationships online are, are very difficult. 
um, you can always suggest to for to meet someone the first time, FaceTime them. It's not um, it's something that's pretty socially acceptable to start to um, have a video call just to meet them and chat about something you have in common. Um, but then again, like plan something like actually this right now that we, we planned to talk um, today at, at one o'clock is a very good example of, of planning something to do, even though we can't can't be together. And those groups on Facebook, I, um, they're not paying me to advertise this, but like, but social groups are wonderful ways you can meet other people and ask them questions. Or um, I actually met um, met some people doing a high school reunion that we everyone from our high school just got on a gigantic a Zoom call it, um, from our film department, and so younger students also joined, and I was able to meet and talk with them and ask them about their their situation. So um, there's just some different ideas that we've been I've been doing to meet people. Those sound so fun, and it sounds so simple, but sometimes I feel like it can be intimidating for people that feel maybe a little bit introverted to do it. What would be your advice for those people? Because this is, this is a big step out of, out of your comfort zone sometimes. Is not only am I talking to someone new, is I'm, I'm inviting someone new into my house through, through a Zoom, through a, through a camera. So that, that can be very personal. Um, I would say take the risk and but at the same time um understand that that many of the people feel feel like you do and they're also taking the risk to um allow you to see the the back wall of your bedroom as well and so just <laughs> kind of embrace the awkwardness embrace how it is and and also know that when you meet them in person it's going to be different so many times have I met people online and then we, we, we meet in person and it's, it's actually really is you get a second first impression. You, you really do when it's in person. I don't, I don't know why it is, but you get a second first impression. Um, but you already know stuff about the person. You already have a relationship. And so you can, you can kind of, you kind of get do overs and it's really nice. And so I, you just, um, just rely on that. I like that. Just take a step out of your comfort zone and recognize that it's going to be a vulnerable experience, but it's going to be something that's good and healthy. Mm -hmm. So thank you. You're welcome. Something that came to my mind is for the people that are living together. (laughs) So it can be challenging to be in such close proximity. In Spanish, we have a saying, es difícil convivir, which means it's very hard to hold uh, cohabitate and I would imagine that it's very hard being stuck in a place where you can't leave at all except to get groceries or maybe to walk the dog what is one thing we talked about connecting but what's one thing that you would recommend for people to improve their relationship hmm. um, work on something together Work, work on something. Do something that is difficult together. For example, um, well, I, I happen to be with my brother and um, other roommates, and he organized recently this virtual graduation. But all of us took part in working to accomplish something, which was calling other people to have them join the conference and to organize a speaker and to organize these wonderful it's graduation gowns that were you know made out of plastic and whatnot but we were all <laughs> working on something 
together. And so we weren't an annoyance to each other. We weren't um, bothering each other because sometimes when you sit, when you're just sitting in the same room, you kind of just, you just annoy each other sometimes. You're just sitting there. Like, <laughs> I'm just annoyed that you're sitting on my couch. He's looking at you saying, I'm annoyed that you're sitting on my couch too. Um, but you don't say that. You're just sitting in silence at each other. But when you're working together, you're like, oh, okay. Like, I'm grateful that he is calling this person. So that way our collective goal is going together. So you realize it just brings to the forefront of your mind the, the utility of everyone in the room because everyone has something to give big or small and just having that, that in the forefront of remembering why these other people who live in your life, how they've, how they bless you and how they're helping. Um, that was something that's super helpful for us. So we're just working on things together. Um, even, um, planning our, you know, quarantine activities, um, has just really helped. Yes, I agree. And I've seen that in my own personal life, working together, being part of a team. Mm -hmm. It does make me feel like I value my other team members. I, I love what they bring to the table. So I agree with that so much. And as you're talking, it makes me think of when you're working together, challenges arise mm -hmm. and there's going to be conflict. When you're living together, there's going to be conflict. Like who you don't want to do the dishes, you're tired, who's going to walk the dog? Or maybe when you're in a long-term or long-distance relationship with someone, hey, you didn't call me today, we didn't spend as much time as I wanted to today, or there's conflicts of meeting new people. And I would imagine on a set, you also encounter challenges. So what's one technique, Andrew, that you could give us that helps you with conflict resolution? Hmm. Listen, listen, listen. I would say, I would claim eighty five percent. I don't even, I don't have a stat for that officially, but I, I would I would seriously claim that <laughs> that, that percentage. Um, so many times, it, it really is just issue of of miscommunication, or a a hope. You know, someone maybe early on in the project thinks that the project is going to go a certain way. They have a certain vision for it, and everyone else is on a different page. And that fest that that like they keep dreaming about this idea that they have and they think it's gonna be so wonderful and everyone else is dreaming about a different idea and they think it's gonna be so wonderful too. And so when it comes to the actual set, they're like, well, wait a second, everything's wrong. Um, <laughs> and so listening is such an, a big important part of of um, problem solving, of communication. And when someone feels heard, someone feels like they that their voice matters um even if it really doesn't change the situation as long as they feel heard oftentimes i see tensions disappear um and solutions are, are made so much faster when people are, are listening and talking and communicating are not um they are important but my i really attribute my success in that aspect to just listening right away you're like listen listen that's so important and as you're talking i hear you also you're saying that to communicate expectations because people in their heads have created their expectations of how one thing's mm -hmm. gonna go and someone else has different expectations what's a healthy way do you think that people can communicate expectations to mm -hmm. each other so many people um so many students uh, i'll talk, talk directly to my my industry so many students um overlook the importance of pre-planning and, and the documentation needed really if if i can have you know my all my documentation clearly done and so that when people join the project they, they have a script 
Um, but they also have a couple, you know, drawings of what things will look like. And they have a, a straight up, um, yeah, we have drawings, we have scripts, we have um, maybe like rehearsed little video clips. Then um, when that happens, everyone's drawing from the same, the same kind of baseline. So for me in that industry is that if you're a creative and you're trying to work with a team, really, really go into the, your pre-production work to explain really well and in writing, in writing. Because if it's just said in the air, it, it's heard, but it's oftentimes forgotten, to be honest. So in writing, <laughs> in writing, put things down and show people what, what you're thinking. And clearly be open to other ideas, but make sure that whatever you're doing has been written down first. And do you think this would also translate to people that you're living with or maybe relationships long distance or any other type of oh, relationships? Absolutely. Absolutely. Talk, um, write down, like I, like me and my girlfriend, we have, um, I have like written down different things that we, we've decided to do. And that way I like, I don't let myself, you know, dream and like go, go far because I, I have like, I have it written down, like what things we've, we've talked about and like we, um, we share that between each other. And how has having that written down strengthened your relationship? Um, it's been, it's been wonderful because we, we both know what each other's kind of um, expecting or prepared for. Um, so that, that was... I love that. That's so beautiful. And it's still, it's so simple. Just write it down that way you're both on the same page about what you want and what expectations mm-hmm. you have of each other. Exactly. Uh, I think it's, it's, it's avoided a lot of like awkwardness too. <laughs> Awkward miscommunications and arguments. Yes, I agree. Andrew, what do you think your purpose is? What fulfills Ooh. you? Seeing people become better. That's something that uh, um, in all my art, I, I have always drawn upon. And actually by, by doing this, I really think I have become a better person. So helping other people become better in, in whatever maybe and in whatever is important to them. From what I know of you, I, I totally see that. And I see you living that purpose. Oh, thank you. A lot. To wrap up with our interview today, what's one thing that you've, that you're grateful that you've empowered yourself to do that has improved the quality of your life? Hmm. Can you expand a little more on that, on that question? So like one thing that I feel has allowed me, that has empowered me, is just being cognitive consonant. So there's a term called cognitive consonance, which is just if we're congruent with our actions, saying everything that I do, my actions, my thoughts, and my words align with my beliefs. And that allows me to have inner harmony and peace. And I think that's kind of the key to happiness. And the opposite of that is cognitive dissonance, which means that my actions, my words, my thoughts don't align with my beliefs. And that causes internal turmoil and obviously conflict. So what's a technique that you've done or a tool, something that you've done that has allowed you to improve the quality okay. of your life? There is one technique that I, I really love using. Um, and it's, um, different people have different names for it. But essentially what I do is I take, you know, a note card, nine by five, and I close my eyes and I, I dream for a short bit. I dream about some point in the, in the foreseeable future 
that that I know will come to pass. For example, I know that at some point my my contract at my apartment will end, right? And so, you know, next spring I will be packing up my things and I will, you know, put those things in my car and close the car door. And that's that's a date that I know that will come for sure. It'll be a very important date because I'll be moving apartments and that'll kind of signify the end of a year for me. And what I dream about is I dream about all the things that I will have accomplished or the person I will be in that moment. I also take in, wow, how do things feel? How do things smell? What do they look like? And I try to make that moment as real for me as I possibly can. Living in it, being in it. And when I wake up or open my eyes, I, I write that down on a note card saying, you know, on this day, let's say on April 27th, 2021, I am closing the door to my little tiny car, having packed all of my, all my things inside, just finishing my, my following year of school, having accomplished, you know, finished this film project having become someone who's better at listening and loving other people, having enjoyed the relationships I have with my roommates, looking forward to becoming more creative. Um, that's just a, a, an example of something I will say. Writing that-, that is incredible. And that's powerful. That, so you're visualizing and you're writing mm-hmm. down what you're And not visualizing. only visualizing, don't be afraid to put in smell, senses, um, taste you can the, the more senses you can plug into that the more your brain has to leech on to and your brain actually does a phenomenal job about now that has that idea so firmly rooted because it's a part of all your senses um, of making that a reality I've actually seen that happen multiple times I I wrote that down for my past spring semester and that's that gave me so much motivation to um, to get a film society up and running and to get you know get my grades going and then when that when that moment passes and you get there, you just, you feel wonderful. Even if you didn't do everything you did, you, it's, it's a moment that you've been dreaming about for a long time. You know, those moments that you always like at your graduation, you just make more of those moments for yourself because they become so much more rewarding. Even if it is like on Tuesday, I will wash the dishes and you dream about that moment of successfully washing the dishes. When Tuesday comes around and you're watching, this, it's like, I've been dreaming about this moment. And you feel wonderful. <laughs> really do. I love that so much. I'm just in such awe because I think this is so true. I especially love, and I just want to highlight what you said, plug in as many senses as possible because our brain does work constantly mm-hmm. to make that come true. That's such a powerful technique. Thank you oh, so much so for sharing welcome. that with us. What's one thing, Andrew, that you'd like to empower others to do to improve the quality mm. of their life? Recognize the skills and abilities of other people. Um, recognize, for me, what that looks like is when I talk to people about film, is I realize that film is not just about holding a camera. Film is, is writers. I need artists. I need people who can draw. I need people who can paint. I need people who can make costumes. I can people who can sing. I can people who need to... Um, just about any anything, I have found ways to to make anyone else's talent complement or or value it to my own, and you can do that with virtually anything, virtually any art form. 
can complement or work with another person's talent. And so look for other people's talents and highlight them. And that, that blesses your quality of life so much more and your relationships with other people. Look for ways that, that you can complement other people's talents. See, that's such a great way that you serve people as well, just by mm-hmm. even mentioning that. I love that. I love that empowerment. You're welcome. Thank you. So, Andrew, for the people listening to your voice today, what's something you would encourage others to do? And what words of encouragement would mm. you give them? Take time right after listening to this to take a note card and dream about your next dream moment. Write it down and make a list of people in your life who whose talents you can team up with or whose talents you can you can help improve theirs in some way write it down because as we talked about writing it down just thinking about it is not enough write it down and take note of of what actually happens just just remind yourself of all the good things that you've done and uh, uh, the journey enjoy the journey That is so beautiful. Thank you so much for giving us those words of Thank encouragement. Thank you so much for Andrew. having me and for doing this call. It's been wonderful. You know, the last thing I want to ask you, the last question is that I believe we're all empowered to create the life, the love, the reality in the world that we want. That's a big message of this podcast. I believe it. I feel it in my heart and in my soul. And my last question to you is, what is a reality you want to create in your Mm. life, Andrew? I have been very blessed to have worked on a project um, over in in Nauvoo, Illinois, where um, a whole bunch of people come around from the country and they get together. And this this little tiny city of Nauvoo, Illinois, it's practically a ghost town um, during the, the fall to winter months. But come summertime, everyone is there working to something they, they all work to put on pageants and to kind of there's some old homes there that they, they turn into kind of historical tours you can go take and everyone acts and it's it's really quite a wonderful experience but what's magical about that is that they're everyone because everyone's so focused on the same goal and they're happy working together it, it really was like a, a biblical zion is how i felt and that is a reality I would love to see and I love to, to bring about in my life is everyone just being willing, so happy to serve and to love each other is something that I try and live myself and I, w- I would love to see come to pass. When you were talking about that, I remember when we were total strangers back in university and I was having problems with my phone and my calendar and you just offered to help me. So you already live this attitude of service and this heart of serving people. So I want to thank you so much for sharing your perspective today, coming on, sharing your purpose, your story, and this empowering tool with me. And I want to celebrate you for being so service focused and having a genuine service filled heart and helping people because the world is more beautiful with people like you in it with those beautiful designs. Thank you. Where can people connect Um, with you? You can can find me on Facebook or on Instagram my instagram i am um wesley underscore productions or on facebook just look me up i'm uh, andrew soulier send me a message and we can um start chatting and, and find ways to connect and make our talents mesh
Well, thank you so much for being here, Andrew. It's been a complete pleasure having you on the show. I've learned so much. Thank you so much for having me. It's been wonderful talking to you. Thank you for listening. Subscribe so we can connect with new episodes. A truth I want to leave you with today is that you're empowered to create the life, the love, the reality, and the world that you want. I believe in you. Oh, thank you.